Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podmas Day 21. If you were here with us yesterday, we were actually talking about creator burnout, how to recognize some of the symptoms, and some solutions potentially to how you might be able to make yourself feel better. And I think one thing that we didn't really talk about yesterday was how it is totally okay to go away for a while and take a break from making videos. I think that is a completely valid way to deal with burnout until you are feeling re-energized. And I don't know if I really articulated that point yesterday, but yes, I really believe that that is a way to deal with burnout. So there's just a bonus way. So today I wanna talk about YouTube regrets and we're getting close to Christmas. We're getting close to where people start thinking about New Year's resolutions and new YouTube resolutions, I guess you could say. And I could probably make a couple of these episodes because there are a lot of regrets sometimes when it comes to making a channel. I think it's just important to start talking about them and just have it be real because I never want to come off as, oh, I've done everything perfectly on my YouTube journey and, you know, all of this stuff because no, I've certainly made a whole bunch of mistakes and I think we all do. And I think that until you're in it and doing some of this stuff, yeah, I think everyone's going to make some mistakes. And so I'm going to talk to you today about some of mine. Um, you may or may not relate to it, but that's okay. And um, just know that you may or may not ever find yourself in the same situation, but sometimes it's just good to know where people are coming from and hearing perspectives is just kind of a cool thing to do. And I would definitely say that it's something that I have not done a very good job of is having a lot of real conversations with creators just one-on-one -on -one about what are you really trying to do with your channel? Is it just for fun? Is it to drive a business? Are you trying to be a full-time creator? And really trying to understand where other people are coming from because one of my regrets, I, I don't think I've done a very good job sometimes of allowing other people to have the freedom and space to really not know what is going on with their channel and what they want to do with it because I've always been one of those people that was like, what's your end goal? Let's build a roadmap. How do we get there? What are the milestones we have to hit? And it can be kind of off-putting for some people because that is not how they live their life. It's not how they run their businesses. It's not how they, you know, do life, you know? And so for me, I, I don't want to say I come off as like aggressive, but I can come off as not not comforting or not being understanding of, of letting people go through their own process. Like if you've ever seen that video where, you know, it's a guy and a girl sitting on the couch and there's a nail sticking out of her forehead and the guy is just, you know, like, let me fix it. Let me, let me do this. And the woman's like, I just don't feel like you're listening. I feel like, you know, I've got this headache. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, and it's like that. And I'm the guy because I want to try and help fix things. But sometimes I'm not a very good job at listening to others to understand their still understanding their journey. They're still trying to figure it out and it's not my job to present them with the answers. And it's been a, a tougher change for me. And it's not like anyone has come up to me and said like, oh gosh, you're kind of rude. But I just, I feel like maybe I, I, I give off a vibe sometime that says like, why don't you know this or something like that. And, and I don't mean to. So if I've ever done that to you and you've been offended, please, I'm so sorry. That's never my intention. And I'm not trying to come off as, like I said earlier, I'm not trying to be like, I am the smartest. I am the best. I am the only person you could be learning this from because oh my gosh no and you could take my advice and it could tank and you could take my advice and it could do really well I would never know it's just um yeah so if I've ever come across that way to you as so like matter of fact like this is how you do it and there's no room for any interpretation I sincerely apologize so that's definitely a regret that I've had I don't think that sometimes people have gotten to know me to a point that they know I only ever have their best intentions in my heart I don't think that some people know me well enough to know yet that even though I come across as like rough and kind of like not rude or condescending but like until 
until you get to know me and know that like everything I'm doing is coming from a place of like love and understanding and I, I want you to succeed and it's coming from a place of love and I want to do anything I can to help you get there and get there fast and efficiently and quickly. So I guess I'm not quite sure how to explain that um, much better than that. It was probably a really poor way of explaining that, but if I've ever offended you again, I apologize. So I would say another big mistake that I had is, you know, you hear it from all of the YouTube people, niche down, niche down, niche down. The niches are where the riches are, you know, anything like that. And I wanted to believe so badly that I could do anything I wanted on my channel. I could be a variety channel. I could have beauty. I could have technology. People were going to understand me. People were going to accept it. People were going to like it. And I was so mad at the audience for not kind of understanding that I was trying to teach maybe up and coming beauty people how to be more technical and edit their videos. I was trying to teach women how to create videos and not be feeling like they were being mansplained to and knowing that like some people want to learn from a female. And I just kept thinking like, I also enjoy beauty. And if I do beauty videos, it's going to draw them in and I'm going to be able to get, keep them hooked with this content. And then it was just also driven home by the point that at one point I had a, one video, my best performing video, which was the how to edit you know, with green screens. And I was like, no, see, people want to see how to edit and taking that as just proof that I needed to change my entire channel around. And I definitely wish I did not have so many ideas on one channel. And now I kind of giggle to myself whenever I see anyone in any of these Facebook groups, it's always saying like, I have so many interests and they don't, I can, can I get them to go together? And some people just want to be like, yeah. And I just want to be like, throw them on different channels because I used to be one of those people that said, I can create different playlists and all my different genres of things can just be, you know, in all these different playlists. But I will say when I was starting out, that was just not, it was not a very good plan. And the reason why I, Justine, and all those people can do a variety of things on their channels because their audience is so huge. They've grown up with them over six years or whatnot. Um, I don't think they have to be pigeonholed into any one particular genre. Now, a lot of her videos still happen to do with tech, but she also bakes cakes and does fun food challenges, you know, but I don't have the right to do that because people don't care about me yet. They care about the information that they can get from the videos from me. So it's different. And I wish that I had just kind of realized like, yeah, you can't, you can't be, I just seen, you can't be a variety channel. You can't until you've gotten a little farther. And I know some people would argue that you are your brand and you can do lots of different things, but I just, I would really caution you if you really think that that's the best way to start your channel and approach it that way. I just, I don't necessarily agree. And of course there are those channels that are the breakout that defy any kind of categorization and it's just them as a personality, but I have to say those are fewer and farther in between than any of us probably are. So uh, one thing I also want to say that was a regret was starting my channel as apparently a personal channel versus a branded channel. So I don't know if you ever saw this on Twitter, but I got into like not a fight, but I was just like, oh, this is so irritating because I found out that I am not a brand channel. I am a personal channel. So that means once you get to a certain size, if you ever wanted to bring in a manager, if you wanted to have someone else kind of come in and do things on your account, um, you would have to give them your personal account information, which means, you know, they have your Gmail and they have all of your information as opposed to being able to have a separate brand manager um, be able to log in. And I thought this was so dumb because I'm like, you have all my comments, you have everything. But if I switch over to a brand, I lose all of my comments that I've ever left on other people's channels and, and, and my own channel. And you can't get them back. And, and I'm going to temporarily lose my URL, my custom URL, like youtube.com slash Shelly Saves a Day. And 
if it's free, anyone could grab it, but you're saying then I have to email customer service to hopefully get it back before anyone else could possibly take it? That's too big a risk to take to one, lose my channel name, to like I have left thousands of comments, replied to thousands of comments on my own channels, and you're telling me they're all gonna be gone at the drop of a hat? Like it's not like anyone knows at the very beginning that they should default to a brand channel. And if that were the case, you know, you should default this to, to that instead of a personal channel. So I was just, I was really turned off by the fact that they said there's just nothing that we can do and I'm like I cannot be the only person in the history of YouTube that's ever come across this problem and you guys can't fix it so I would caution you against starting your channel as a um, personal channel versus a brand channel so maybe that's something to look at um you know I the very first episode of Podmas I was going over my new year's resolutions basically are goals for my channel and I tried really hard to make sure that a lot of them weren't based around numbers but when I look back at them now I actually did make quite a few around numbers, not necessarily like subscriber numbers, but like number of videos. And I did actually though, I had number of followers on like Twitter, like what? That makes absolutely no sense at all. There's nothing I can do to convince people to follow me on Twitter. I mean, so no, I would not make goals that are based on follower counts. It's just dumb. I would say things that you can control, like how many videos did you put out is a better way uh, than what I did. And then another mistake that I had, uh, my thumbnails at the beginning, they weren't cohesive. I was using multiple fonts. I was using not a template. I was using, you know, different ones were colored differently and um, there was no cohesion across them. Some of them were like beauty shots. Some of them were the typical YouTube face with, you know, text on the screen. And so I, I think that it was probably more like six months ago when I really started to take better hold of using templates and making it look more cohesive. Now, if you look, you you see different things like different playlists have all the same type color of thumbnail. And so I'm trying to be a little bit more strategic on the way that I do that. I wish that I had done that earlier and um, maybe that would have helped visually on my channel, but you know, that I don't think also my titles are always very enticing. I think almost every single one of them started with how to because I heard that you should start always with how to do anything. And then, you know, because I also had my channel classified as a how-to channel, I was just really driving home that point. I'm a how-to channel. I'm a how-to channel. But the truth is I can still be a how-to channel without starting each of my videos with how-to, which makes it seem repetitive, which is more limiting, which takes up the characters at the front of the, you know, 100 characters that you have to make it so that the stuff that's actually important, if everything starts with how-to blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah part is possibly something that's going to get cut off and that's not worth it. You want that stuff at the very front. You know, you want your name at the very end because you don't care if that's cut off, but it's still nice to have it in the title. So I don't think that I did a very good job of making my titles make you want to click and have the thumbnail work with them in conjunction. Just like if you think about magazine articles, you know, like three best dinner recipes you haven't tried yet or something like that, that stirs up more of a longing and curiosity than just saying like how to do a crock pot dinner. You know what I mean? So I don't think I did a very good job of sometimes crafting my titles very well. And I could have definitely improved on that for sure. And I also, I, I was really proud at the very beginning. You know, I did hundreds of hours of research sometimes on YouTube. And I think that by doing that, sometimes I shot myself in the foot, you know, the whole analysis paralysis where you think so long on certain things where you just don't do. And so I think that sometimes it would have just been easier for me to ask for help on a particular subject, either from a friend or, you know, a coworker or something, than to just continually search for hours and hours and hours on that subject, going down this pigeonhole or 
I don't know, black hole of videos that maybe weren't what I needed. And so sometimes just like you can have subcontractors come in and do work on your house. And yes, it's a little bit more expensive or whatever, but you save time. And the time is the biggest thing because yeah, you can rip up your floors yourself as opposed to having a team come in and do them in one day, but you do it for a week. And what does that time cost you for the ability to do it yourself? You know what I mean? It's not always worth it. So I would say that was definitely a mistake and reaching out to others earlier to collab. I have found that sometimes I like the energy that happens when a collaboration happens, but I was too afraid sometimes to ask certain people to collab with me. I'm starting to get over that fear more now. And I think the more that you talk to people, the more that you're at events, the more that you're talking and forming these relationships, it's really, really powerful. And things that happen like behind the scenes, just because you had a conversation with someone, I would highly encourage. And it's not about going and getting their audience. It's about just having like a fresh, fun take. And there's always more energy when there's two people or more people involved in some sort of project. I just, I think it's more exciting because you get excited to have real interaction sometimes with people because as YouTubers, a lot of the time we just sit in a room, talk to a camera and we're very lonely. I think a lot of people that sometimes start are lonely and they're really looking for a connection with people. And you forget that sometimes you need a real connection with people. And so I would definitely uh, want to do more collaborations in the future. One other regret that I had, I have to say, I regret having like maybe the amount of giveaways that I did. No, I, I don't want to say that. I enjoyed doing the giveaways. It, it was not that. I was disappointed in myself for believing that a lot of the people that come in were going to stay at the end of a giveaway. And so a lot of my self-worth was tied up in these numbers where after a giveaway would happen. And you think there's only two ways usually that you're doing a giveaway. It's to reward loyal people that are with you or to get new subscribers. And a lot of people want to get new subscribers for, you know, we all do. Absolutely. When you do these collaborations and then you get a huge influx of new subscribers and you think, oh, wow, maybe these people are really going to stay. They're going to like me. And then maybe you announce a giveaway winner or something like that. And then you just see a massive decline and everyone just leaves. And it is a little heartbreaking and just you start to feel like resentful of the audience because you're like, the only reason you guys were here, you only stayed long enough to see that you weren't the winner of something. And it almost makes you not want to do stuff in the future, even though I have three boxes of stuff that I want to give away, but I didn't want to do it for the incorrect reasons, you know? So I think I'm probably going to do a giveaway around Valentine's Day because I want everyone to feel the love. But I think that I've put so much of my self-worth into, you know, thousands of people leaving and then making it be about me. What did I do wrong? Why don't they like me? And again, it's going back to a lot of those numbers and goals that were based on numbers. I was making it I was letting them affect how I felt about myself by how many of them stayed, but it was for superficial reasons, you know what I mean? So if the only reason they were staying was the giveaway and then they saw I wasn't doing a giveaway anymore or they didn't win, those weren't my people. And I guess that's one of the things that I've learned, I've tried to learn is that, you know, a lot of the people that leave or whatever else, those aren't your people. That's not your audience that appreciates you and it's okay to let them go. And, you know, it became this running joke, but even at VidSummit, even now, you can still look at it and, um, yes, by the way, I was hit by the creator purge. I probably had a couple hundred subs that were cleaned out. And I mean, it was, it, it didn't hurt as bad as I thought because I actually was almost happy. I was like, thank goodness, maybe I'm finally going to be leveling out. And so one thing that happened, you know, with Podmas, I had originally just planned on releasing them on all of the podcasting places. And then 
I did get a comment saying, hey, could you please put them on YouTube? And then I'd run a couple polls like, hey, do you guys want me to put them on YouTube? It's just the audio because I didn't record video for them, um, which I had always wanted to do that in the future and be able to strip out the audio, put it on podcast, take the video, put it on YouTube. But when people were like, yeah, we want to see them, or at least the people that voted, the majority said they wanted to see them. I started putting the Podmas episodes up. And of course, you know, because I'm behind, I started, you know, what is it on the 14th or whatever it was uploading the Podmas episodes. I have to release them like every eight hours or so, so that I can get through and catch up to all of the days, you know, the two weeks or whatever it was before then that was only being released on audio. So you're starting to see this flurry of, you know, new videos or Podmas episodes being released on YouTube, but it's just a little disheartening because even though I did that because people said they wanted to see it, you still get the thumbs down, you still don't get a lot of views on it, and steadily every day that I'm posting, I still have tons of people leaving. And the truth is, I haven't had very many positive growth days and subscribers since, you know, the back to school giveaway ended in August, September, whatever it was. And so if you think about what that does to your mental health and like the burnout episode that we were talking about yesterday where you're thinking that the effort that you're putting in, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to mean as much as like the reward of the recognition or, you know, the payoff of what you're getting. And so I was definitely for a very long time, extremely depressed about being on YouTube because every single time I would put out a video, I would lose hundreds of subscribers because it was like a reminder that, oh, who is this person popping up in your feed? Oh, I was subscribed for a giveaway and I didn't win. So obviously I don't need to be subscribed to your channel anymore. So it was almost like I didn't want to post any videos because I didn't want a huge triple, you know, uh, digit subscriber loss day. And so you go back and look, if I'm posting a video every Sunday, you know, I lose 20 to 30 people every day, but then on every Sunday when I would post, I would lose a hundred or more people. And if you start to think about what that does to you mentally, um, yes, I have totally cried about it. I have laughed about it. I have joked about it. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know what to say except for, and, I, and I'm saying this now to you guys because there aren't very many people listening and it's nice and cathartic to let it out, but like it made me feel so worthless as a creator that, you know, five, 6,000 people over a steady steam or a steady stream of four months or whatever it is, um, have left my channel and not very many people seem to be coming in. And for a while I was even thinking like, do I even want to put out videos? Um, you know, what am I doing with my channel? The people that are here, I don't even know if, if they like me, you know, I mean, all of these things are going through your head. And so I'm not trying to get any sympathy or anything. I'm just literally telling you, this is the mental state that I was in slash am in and this all stemmed from people leaving after not winning a giveaway or people coming in thinking that my channel was you know going to be beauty based and it's technology based more so now and them not liking the content and I get it I'm not saying that those people needed to stay subscribed if my content is not what they're into because I definitely don't want to have a channel where I don't have a good percentage of my subscribers ever watching my videos that's that's not what it's about but all of that mental anguish that I've been through over the last three or four months I could have avoided it if I had not done as many giveaways maybe or done them in separate ways I, I don't know how else to put it because I'm not I, I don't want to sound ungrateful because I love the people that came in because of the subscriber giveaway. I loved picking a winner and having, you know, them be really happy. And in fact, I've done giveaways before too, where the people seem to be really happy and then I send them things and I've never heard from them again. And if I check back later, you know, I'll see that they stopped following me on Instagram or anything like that. And 
it doesn't make me like super angry. It just makes me a little sad because I feel like a relationship is supposed to be, I don't know, like honest and genuine. So I'm trying to shift my mind frame from, you know, they didn't like me or they're just opportunistic into I'm finding my right people. I'm finding the right vibe. And um, that makes me happy. But I will admit that I think that it is a regret that I've had of doing that kind of thing. And I think for a while I was in the mindset that like, oh, once I get a bigger audience, I'm going to get on more PR lists and I'm going to be able to keep doing more and more because it's just a cycle that if I'm on more PR list, I have more product, I can do more giveaways, I can do, you know, bigger giveaways with all of this product that I'm getting, I can give it back to people, and then more PR companies are going to see me because my channel is going to be growing at a rapid rate. Do you see where I'm going with this? It was about what the PR and the give giveaways could do for me, and then I'm starting to realize that that isn't the best mindset to be in, and, you know, Christmas time, I really wanted to do a giveaway, and so but I didn't. And I was afraid of what would happen if I did it because I'm not yet sure how to best do it. And I did do another giveaway and it was on my beauty channel, which doesn't even have 200 subscribers, I think anymore, because a whole bunch of people left after I did a giveaway on that channel, of course. But I was really happy to partner with a company that didn't seem to mind that it was going to be on a small channel. And I that made me happy because it was kind of like more people would have the chance to win because not that many people are subscribed to that beauty channel. And so it was nice to know that the people that were over there had a better chance of winning. And I definitely want to do more giveaways in the future, but I have to be able to reconcile in my head how I feel about, you know, how the best way to do it is because of course I want people to enter and to subscribe, but I don't want to keep feeling like I'm the person that is just driving people away and they don't like me and I'm not sure how best to do it. So I was like, can I do subscribe uh, or surprise giveaways? And I just give people items and, um, you know, you don't announce it. But then also I do know that, yes, you want your audience size to grow. So, yeah, you want to have people come in and enter and stay subscribed to you and hope that they like you. So, I mean, it is a double-edged sword. I, I went off on a tangent on that way longer than I intended to, but that's just something I want to share with you. These are some of the mistakes that I feel like I've made. And um, maybe you don't want to repeat all the same things that I have and, and you can learn from my mistakes. But like I said, I'm sure I could do a whole nother episode on YouTube mistakes that I've made. And if you want to see that, um, if you want to hear another episode of stuff like this and me just kind of, I know it's a different style. It's really just me talking to you about my own personal stuff. And um, that, like I said, it may or may not be interesting to you or you relate to it. But if that is something you want to see, um, drop it as a comment and maybe I will make a part two follow-up on, you know, on regrets. And maybe on the positive side, I can also make one about the things that I'm most happy that I did you know, um, and the decisions that I've made. And I guess the last thing I would say is maybe um, trying to place too much emphasis on equipment. Sometimes I, I felt like, oh, I, I can't do something until I have X, until I have better lighting, until I have whatever it is. And I just want to say that that's not really true. And that's a whole episode I could get into. And in fact, um, one of the episodes that's coming up that I'm planning on recording is just like basic intro gear that I would recommend for any new YouTuber starting out. And the list is a lot shorter than you might think. <laughs> so if you are excited for that episode, I hope you come back and um, and listen to that one. I hope you guys have a good day. I will catch you in the next episode of Podmas. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. That's going to wrap it up for today's Podmas episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed our time together, I would love it if you gave a five-star review on whatever listening platform you are tuning in from. 
I do not take our time together for granted. I know you could be anywhere and listening to anyone and you chose to spend your time with me and I really appreciate that. I will see you in a Podmas episode very soon. Thanks guys. Bye.